Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. Glad that you could come and join us. Facebook Live this evening. Didn't get to be in the house of God tonight, but we're glad that we're able to join with you here on Facebook Live, share a little bit of the word with you. Pray that you've made it home, that you made it safely there. Didn't get involved in any accidents. I've heard reports of a lot of accidents this evening, but we pray that you made it safely and that you're safe and sound at home with your family. Hallelujah. So tonight, I just want to share the word with you for a few minutes. Um, tonight's title is Roots. I'm not talking about the miniseries from the 1970s about Alex Haley's family, but about roots, about your spiritual roots. So, so uh, tonight I want to ask you, you know, what are your roots? What are the things that anchor you as a Christian? How are those roots formed in you? And have your roots grown. So, you know, um, a lot of different roots. I, I, I was raised in a little country church. My smallest, youngest memories, I, I remember uh, going to a one-room schoolhouse. Where they were having church, and so we were there. There wasn't any inside toilets. You had to go to the outhouse. Long time back. But that's where, where my roots come from, the original. Then as I grew, I, I went to different churches and different things, and Finally wound up being in a full gospel church and and knowing and understanding who Jesus is. And so tonight, just think about what are your roots? You know, um, I like Westerns. Uh, Miss Shannon and I have been watching some old movies lately. We'll... we'll on a Saturday night or a Friday night, we'll sit down on the on the sofa and and we'll pop us some popcorn and we'll we'll find us an old western or something to watch. And you know, we we've been watching a lot of old John Wayne movies here lately, and uh, his old westerns, you know, Angel and the Bad Man and those kind of things. And, and one thing that you see a lot in those old westerns is tumbleweeds. Now here's the thing about tumbleweeds. They only put down one root. 
and that root it doesn't go deep. That root is very shallow. And, and so tumbleweeds are easily uprooted whenever the wind blows. So soon that tumbleweed, you know, it's blowing just wherever the, the wind pushes it without any sense of direction, doesn't have any stability, you know. So you got to think about this. Are you a spiritual tumbleweed? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 in, in the NIV says this, said, then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Are you a spiritual tumbleweed tonight? Have you not grown up to be mature in Christ? Are you still a baby? Are you still eating on the milk of the word? Or have you been able to move on and, and, and able to get into the meat of the word and the understanding? So, so you got to ask yourself, am I a spiritual tumbleweed? Am I blown here and there just by whatever's going on and whatever's happening? Or are you like an oak tree? You know, an oak tree puts down lots of roots. Um, a home I used to own had a huge oak tree. It was probably three feet across at its base, probably 60 feet tall. And, man, acorns all over the yard. You cut grasses like, you know, you didn't know. You didn't want to be out in the, in the, lawn, in the lawn whenever I was cutting grass because those acorns fly out from under that lawnmower. It was like being shot at. But, you know, an oak tree puts down lots of roots, and the roots of an oak tree go deep. You know, even during strong winds, those oak trees, they stand there, and they stand firm. Because their root structure is, is that strong and that deep root structure. Psalms 1-3 says this in the King James. And he shall be as like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So you got to ask yourself, is my spiritual life more like a tumbleweed or an oak tree. You know, if you only have one or two spiritual roots in your spiritual life, you know, and, and those roots don't go very deep, you're at the risk of being constantly blown around and uprooted whenever the breeze of everyday business comes your way or routine begins to start to blow or the winds of suffering and tragedy come your way, you're liable to get blown around. But if you have some deep spiritual roots, you'll find out that you can stand firm no matter what comes your way in life. You know, even though life isn't fair and, and bad things happen in life, you know, and here's the thing. Because you have deep spiritual roots and you can stand, it doesn't make any the things that are happening to you any less serious. It doesn't cause it not to hurt you any less and even though you struggle with the same questions and the issues that everybody else has, the roots of your faith keep you strong. You're, you're able to face uncertainty with courage. You're able to, to face suffering with hope and tragedy with confidence because your roots are running deep. You know, there's choices that we have to make in life. 
And if we don't have a secure foundation, if we don't have those deep spiritual roots, we'll be tossed around just by the circumstances all around us. So tonight, let's look, you know, we're going to talk about roots and see if we can get to the root of the matter. If you look the word root up in the dictionary, it says it's the part of the plant that grows downward, a part from which other things grow, a cause or a source. The biblical meaning of root uh, means springing up, to bring forth, to produce. Dictionary meaning of rooted means having taken root or fixed. Now in the Bible, it means to cause to take root, to be firmly rooted. So, you know, First things, you know, we're talking and we're, we're thinking about things. A lot of time you mention roots, the first thing people think about is trees. And then some people might think about root canals. Those aren't pleasant. Or, or maybe uh, a vegetable like a turnip or carrot. Root vegetables. But the whole concept of roots is an amazing thing. You know, tree roots anchor the tree in the soil. They keep it straight. They keep it stable. It absorbs water from the soil. Tree roots take the nutrients that the tree needs from the soil, puts it into the tree, and sends it up into the tree by turning it into sap. uses those nutrients and chemicals out of the store to produce what's needed for the tree. You know, if you take and you damage some tree roots, you know, it, on one side of the tree, you know, you might cause some branches on that side of the tree or maybe up in the crown of the tree to, uh, to die back just in those places, you know, ran random places because those roots are attached to those branches, to those places in the tree. You know, and, and there's a lot of different kinds of roots. There's tap roots, uh, the heart root, the a flat root, a shallow root, and a lot of spiritual meaning through some of those things. But we got to get our roots established. We've got to get our roots placed down in the soil. We've got to be ready whenever hardship and whenever trouble comes along and comes our way. You know, I, I, I read a story once about a little girl that lived in the late 1800s. At the age of six, a doctor was treating her for an eye infection and he accidentally blinded her. Now, when she was eight years old, she wrote these words. Oh, what a happy child I am. Although I cannot see, I'm resolved that in this world contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people do not. To weep and sigh because I'm blind, I cannot and I won't. That little girl, eight years old, has already got some spiritual insight and, and, and things into her life and knowing what's going on. Well, that same young girl grew up to be 
pretty much the queen of songwriting in in the Christian church for that time period. Her name was Fanny Crosby. Me personally, I can't imagine the difficulties that she had to go through in life, the things that she faced as she grew up, maybe the advice that people tried to give her to try and help her out and, and to, to show her things. But the good thing is that her roots were firmly planted, that she knew where to turn to. And if it hadn't been for her strong roots, we might not have had songs like, Tell Me the Story of Jesus. He hides my soul. And everybody knows this one. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. I'm purchased of God. Born of his spirit, filled with his love. Man, what great words. Psalms 1, 1 through 6 says this. This is the English Standard Version. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteousness, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. That word planted literally means here transplanted. Someone whose life is rooted in God's word receives constant nourishment. Well, we got to hang on. We got to get our roots planted. We got to put into ourselves. We got to read the word of God. We've got to pray. We've got to get into the presence of God and, and, and worship. You know, um, get that constant nourishment. Set down those roots and be fed of God. And here's the thing, bad things a lot of times don't happen all at once. Uh, a lot of times our, our bad situations are a result of bad choices. I saw a meme one time, it's sort of mean, but it, it says you're in the place that you are right now because you're dumb and you make bad choices. Well, we're not always dumb, but sometimes we do make bad choices. You know, we got we got to have uh, our roots set down. You know, we live in a time now where boredom and depression and other forms of uh, unhappiness, you know, they're just running wild in the world today. 
But when we're rooted and grounded in Christ, when we've got our roots set down in the word of God, in the presence of God, in the spirit of God, you know, uh, that brings something worthwhile and it provides blessing and it provides nourishment, not only to us, but it allows us to be someone who can spiritually feed somebody else. Adverse conditions don't affect this person. They don't affect the person that has their roots set down in the word of God and in the presence of God. Those bad things that are going on, uh, they don't affect, they prosper because they're following God's direction. They're following God's message. But if we don't have our life rooted and grounded in God, man, things start falling apart and we don't know and we begin to display some things. We might just begin to display a, a lack of character. We might be immersed in sin. We, we might be getting some bad counsels. We might be taking some bad advice because we're just looking for a way out. We get absorbed into the things of the world. You know, we have, we have a radical attitude problem. Nobody can talk to us. Nobody can tell us anything. And, and as a result, we become a hindrance to others. We become fruitless in our walk with God. We begin to show weakness and we can't stand. Romans eleven sixteen through 18. This is the uh, New American Standard Bible, 1995 edition. If the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are too. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive, were grafted in among them and became a partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree... Don't be arrogant toward the branches, but if you are arrogant, remember that it's not you who supports the root, but the root supports you. Man, the Apostle Paul was talking about Israel here and about the fact that, that we as Gentiles were, were grafted in to the tree of God's chosen people. You know, we, we, we've been taken in. We, we were orphans, but now we've become the sons of God. And, and the Word of God, you know, talks about other roots that lead to destruction. But we got to be aware of which root we're taking nourishment from. Which root are we allowing? What things are we allowing to take root in our lives? I'll get it out here in a minute. Hebrews twelve fifteen, New American Standard, 1995. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it may be defiled. But we got to watch and make sure that we don't allow bitterness to come into our life. We might have some bad things going on, but we've got to be sure that we don't become bitter in the things that are going on. Let's look at another verse. John 15, 1 through 5. Same version again, New American Standard, 1995. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do 
nothing. We got to get hooked up with the vine. We got to get connected to to the one that's providing nourishment to us, that, that is feeding us, that's strengthening us. We got to hold on. You know, Proverbs 12, 3 in the Message Bible says you can't find firm footing in a swamp, but life rooted in God stands firm. You know, as we walk out our lives and we look at God's creation and its roots, uh, let's stay mindful that, that the Lord is taking care of us that he's taken us to a safe place and he's rooted our spirit there. It, you know, it, it turns out that the very root of the matter is Jesus and he's always caring for us. And he always will be the root that sustains us. Thank God. So what's the root of the matter? Job chapter 19, verse 28, and the King James says this, but... But you should say, why persecute we him, seeing the root of the matter is found in me? So do we want to be a shoot or do we want to be a root? You know, uh, 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 a tree can do without some of its branches. You know, even though the loss of them might, might cause injury to the tree, you know, yeah, a tree can still get by but it can't live at all without its roots. The roots are essential. You take those away, that plant will wither, that plant will die. And so there's things that are essential to us as Christians. Do we all have the branches and the fruit? Man, those, those things come in their season. And if we're followers of Christ, they they have to come. But nobody expects to see fruit on a tree a week after it's planted. You know, there's some trees that don't bring forth fruit until after they've been planted two or three years. And there's some trees that don't pr- produce fruit because they're not planted in the right place. So we got to be sure that we get ourselves planted where God wants us to grow at. You know, we, we got, we got to see just what God wants us to do, where he wants us to be, how, where he wants us to work at. I saw a, uh, a store the other day on Facebook. It was this person. They were talking about their little orange tree that they had out in their backyard. They lived in Florida said they had an orange tree in the backyard, but it never produced anything. And so they were wondering what was going on. So they went and they talked to, to someone at, at the nursery, and they told them, said, well, buy this lemon tree and plant it in your backyard. So they planted the lemon tree. And the next year, the orange tree was just full bloom full of oranges the next year. What was the difference? They had to have something else. That orange tree needed to be cross-pollinated by the lemon tree. 
we got to be sure that we're getting what we need so that we can produce fruit. You know, like I said, you know, some things might, might not produce, trees might not produce fruit in the first two or three years, but, you know, come that right season, those trees are white with blossoms, then comes beautiful fruit. And it's desirable for us as Christians to be full of zeal, to be full of excitement, to know that Jesus is our King and that we're serving Him and that we're looking to do the things that He wants us to do in His kingdom. Well, we should be full of zeal, should be fully earnest. We should go about doing good. We should minister to others about the goodness of God. But those things can't be called really the root of the matter. The real root of the matter practically is this. One thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I see. The things I once loved, I now hate. The things I once hated, I love. Now it's no more the world but God, no more the flesh but Christ, no more pleasure but obedience, no more what I will but what Jesus wills. If any of you can from your soul say what you desire, that your life will be. Lord, not as I will, but as you will. We can get to that place. Lord, not as I will, but, but Lord, as you will. God, don't let me do the things that I want to do, but show me the things that you want me to do. Show me how you want me to walk for you. Show me how you want me to be a witness for you. Show me how to let my light shine. Then we've gotten to the root of the matter practically. You know, there, there are certain people that do things... Uh, do their Christian duties with a conscientious motive. You know, they, they observe the Sabbath, whether it's a Saturday Sabbath or a Sunday Sabbath. They, 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 they observe the Sabbath. They, you know, they worship God daily with their families. They attend service in the Lord's house. But that's it, nothing more. Nothing less. It's like a ritual. It's like a habit. Don't let church become a habit to you. Let serving God be your lifestyle. Now you know that a root is a fixed thing. You know, plants without roots can be thrown over a wall. They can be passed from hand to hand. But a root's a fixed thing. How firm is that oak tree rooted in the ground? But a root is also a quickening thing. What is it that first sets the sap flowing in the spring? It's the root. And that tree knows that spring is coming and the ground begins to warm up and the earth begins, begins to, to warm up and and. and the sap begins to flow up in that tree and then the buds begin to burst open on it and the next thing you know we have blooms and then after the blooms are gone then 
Here come the leaves. Blowing in the wind and waving praise to God for another year. Hallelujah. You know, some Christians are, are, are like some of the toys. You know, there used to be some toys that you would take and you'd turn. And they, they would work sort of like an hourglass. They have sand in them and, and the toys would move and operate and work as long as the sand was running in them. But then when the sand ran out, the toy stopped moving. You had to turn it and flip it again. And so these Christians who are just serving God out of routine and ritual, you know, it's like, like on Sunday morning, they get flipped and they run and they operate and they do all the things they're supposed to do until Sunday evening comes and then boom, it's right back to the same thing that they were doing before. And they back at a standstill or they go on with the Lord, with the world's work, you know, they're just, you know, living for God on Sunday. But a root's also a receiving thing. You know, roots uh, can go deep into the soil hunting for a particular food, a particular nutrient that a tree needs. The things that that tree needs to be fed on. We got to get to the root of the matter. We got to got to hear that sermon. We got to get in the, into the pages of scripture to understand and know just what the word of God is. Sometimes, you know, we need to find that song that'll minister to our heart at that particular time. Looking for something that our soul can feed on. So the root becomes a supplying thing because it's receiving. Man, we got to have uh, a relationship that relies on God, that supplies us with the strength to live for God. So, what's the root of the matter? We got to get out of our comfort zones. We got to get out of the places that that we're just comfortable being in. You know, we like our comfort zones, but we're not satisfied there a lot of times. We think to ourselves, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not growing the way that I sh that I should. Um, I'm not living as righteously as I should be. I'm not praising the Lord and worshiping the the way that I want to, and I'm afraid I'm not being fruitful as a Christian. So we got to understand is the root of the matter in us. If we have Jesus in us, yes it is. You know, we got to remember that in some things we're equal to the greatest and the most full grown and the most profitable Christian out there. Why? Because we're just as much bought with the blood as the next person. You know, he bought the sheep with his blood, but he also bought the lambs too. We're as much a child of God as any other Christian. 
Maybe we're like that bruised reed. There used to be some music in us, but, but things happened to us and we got hurt and we got pushed down and we've been stepped on and we've been pushed aside and we've been cast down. But thank God. that that bruised and broken reed can still play music. You know, instead of being sad and downcast because of what we are, we should begin to rejoice and begin to triumph in Christ. You know, am I but a small little thing? Yeah, I might be. But in Christ, I'm made to sit in heavenly places. Am I poor in faith sometimes? Yeah. But still in Jesus Christ, I'm an heir of all things in God. Do I sometimes wonder? Do I sometimes stray from where I ought to be and and the things that I ought to be doing? Yeah. We do. But Jesus comes and he brings us back. Man, sometimes as Christians, we'll try to argue the word of God with people. And there's some people that are are religious. There's some people that aren't. And so what we got to learn to do is we got to learn to quit fighting. My brother, my sister is not my enemy. We may not agree on every point of scripture, but the good thing is we can agree on this. Jesus Christ died to purchase my salvation. He went to the grave. He rose from that grave and he ascended into heaven so that I can be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we ain't ever going to make somebody see something. The only way we're going to get somebody to see something is we're going to have to show them. We're going to have to live that life that, that is an example to people. You know, the word radical is often seen as to mean a fanatic or extremist. You know, it has a negative connotation a lot of time. And it's come to mean over-the-top, excessive, extreme, or on the edge. But it comes from a Latin word, radicalis, that means from the roots. To be radical means to be rooted in the original. As Christian people, we're called to live radical lives. We're, We're called to be rooted and grounded in Christ, just like the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians Chapter 2, verses 6 and 7 says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. You have been talking about oak trees tonight. And the amazing thing about an oak tree is if you look at that oak tree and, and, and just the massive size of it, <coughs> excuse me, like I said, uh, 
earlier, I, home I used to own had an oak tree that was about 60 feet tall, and it was probably 25 to 30 feet across, you know, from the broadest part of the branches. But the amazing thing about an oak tree is just exactly what I'm seeing above ground. That's how deep and how far spread the roots are on that tree below ground. The things that you don't see in that oak tree are just as deep below ground and going and looking for the things that that tree needs, you know, just to supply the nourishment for the tree, for growing water, for pulling the nutrients, for delivering them to the fruit bearing part of the tree above ground. You know, even during a drought, you know, those trees, they'll, they'll hang on and they'll still be green for a long time after everything else has already died. Because those roots are going down and they're seeking moisture where there's still some moisture to be found. You know, in, in the same way, Paul tells us, that if we want to live with a sense of purpose and intentionality, our lives are to be deeply rooted in Christ and in His love so that we can build strength of character, so that we can build a steadfast faith. You know, when we grow deep in, in, in Christ, we can live tall and large. We can stand firm in the middle of the storms and bear a lot of fruit in our lives. But we've got to be willing to put the roots down. So how do you know when your spiritual roots run deep? You start bearing fruit. You know, any gardener will tell you, you cut the root off, you're not going to get any fruit. Matter of fact, the plant's going to die. So if we don't have any spiritual roots... If we haven't laid down down those roots, we're not going to have any fruit. So i got to ask you tonight, are you rooted and grounded in Christ? Are your spiritual roots expanding deeper and broader? Man, that kind of growth doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen without God. It only happens by His amazing grace. As we get rooted and we get grounded in Christ. So we got to humble ourselves. we got to be deeply rooted in Christ and built in Him. Become more established in our faith. Grow deep. Live tall and beautiful. Be all that God has created you to be. And bear fruit in His name tonight. I want to leave you with this verse tonight. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom this whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that suppresses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we 
than all we ask or imagine according to his power that works in us. Hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we're thankful tonight, Lord, for this time that you've given us to be able to share your word. God, we ask you, Lord, that you just let us put down roots, Lord. God, that we can bear fruit, Lord. God, that we can show people just what kind of love, what kind of mercy, what kind of grace, Lord God, that you have. Father, let us walk in love. Father, let us learn, Lord Jesus, that we need to love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, Lord. Father, and going beyond that, that we need to love our neighbors, Lord. Father, your word says to love your neighbors as yourself. God, we fall short so many times of treating others properly, Lord. Father, help us to show your love to those that we come in contact with. Let us be a light, Lord God. Let us be planted, Lord, and send roots down, Lord God, that we can bear fruit up, Lord. We thank you, God. We just praise you tonight. For your love and your mercy, God. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We look forward to seeing you Sunday morning. Hopefully we'll get to be back in the Sanctuary of Faith Fellowship Church, 7921 3rd Street Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40214. And we look forward to seeing you there. If you can come out and, and join us, that would be great. But if not, be sure and join us online. God bless you. Have a great evening. Stay safe. Stay warm. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.